It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The first quarter of the season for the Orlando Magic is in the books. So let's name our first quarter MVP and start answering the big questions ahead for the Orlando Magic this season. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 13th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we are past the first quarter of the season, believe it or not. So let's name our first quarter MVP, the player that defined the first 20-plus games of the season We'll get to that, get to him and the big questions ahead coming up in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. This was obviously a great quarter of the season. Um, the Magic could not honestly have gotten off to a better start. They could not have done better. They they could have, but but yeah, with some of the games that they dropped early in the season. But it, this has been a dream start to the year. The Magic are currently sitting in second place in the Eastern Conference. They're, you know, they're they're now 16 and 7. Like, what is there to complain about? What is there to be upset about? They have the number two defense in the league. This is the dream. Like, we're living the dream right now. Yeah, the Magic may not be quite a title contender yet. There's a lot still to prove there. And we want to see what this team looks like in the playoffs, but we have as I mentioned last week, changed our expectations. We are not here talking about a play-in spot. We are talking about the playoffs. We are talking about playing a best-of-seven series. We are talking about maybe having home court advantage in said playoff series. And it's 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 an incredible leap. So before we get anywhere else, um, as Jamal Mosley always says, this is by committee. The Magic are a team that does things by committee. Everybody plays a role in what the Magic are and who the Magic are. And we cannot ignore that part of the equation. We cannot say, we cannot single out one player with it without acknowledging the whole because everybody who has stepped on the court has done something 
to help this team get to where it is. And obviously there is still more work to do. We're not going to sit here and rest on our laurels, but I like to take this moment, take these moments to, uh, to just kind of assess where we're at every 20 games. And so let's think about this. Let's think about where the magic sit at the quarter mark and what has really mattered. Yes. Naming a first quarter MVP is a challenge on this team because there've been a lot of really good players. Um, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, we will name we will name uh, Paolo Bancaro our our first quarter MVP. I'm going to reserve the writer, let the writer do that, and he is certainly very deserving. Increasing his scoring average after that slow start to the season, improving his field goal percentage, becoming averaging four and a half assists per game. Paolo Bancaro is on his path to stardom, and at the end of the day. That's what's going to help turn this thing around. At the end of the day, that's going to be a huge factor for the Orlando Magic getting to where they want to be. From getting from where we thought they'd be to where they are going to be. Paolo is absolutely huge. I'm not going to begrudge that. I'm not going to begrudge you picking Franz, who's been Franz Wagner, who's been extremely consistent throughout the whole year. I'm not going to begrudge that. The Magic have a lot of guys who have played. You, you could give it to Goga Batadze for stepping in uh, into the starting lineup and playing so well. You could give it to Mo Wagner, Cole Anthony, and the bench for being this team's superpower, to Joe Ingles for just making everyone better. But I think we know one player who has defined this first 20 games. One player who just makes so much of this team make sense. And yeah, his counting numbers aren't going to be the greatest in the world. But he has helped define this team's identity and build the team into the kind of juggernaut it can be. Like I said, we are going to name Paolo Bancaro. I think it's published by the time this, this I think it's been published on the site by the time this goes live, but um, we are going to name Paolo Bancaro our first quarter MVP on OnlineMagicDaily.com. Uh, our writer, Spencer Henderson, who wrote, wrote the post on it, made great argument. I'm not going to debate that. I, I'm happy to name him that on the website. But my first quarter MVP is Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs made this team go. Jalen Suggs has helped make this team truly special has just radiates an energy and a joy that is going to make this Magic team fun to watch for years to come, certainly for the rest of this year, but for years to come. No one has, embra- no one has really embraced Orlando, has embraced this defensive identity quite like him. And for him to take the leap that he has taken even offensively in his third year has gone a long way to making him one of the most valuable players on this roster. Jalen Suggs is my first quarter MVP. Through the first quarter of the season, uh, the first 21 games of of which he played 20, he averaged 12.2 points per game, shot 44.9% from floor on just 9.4 field goal attempts, by the way. 36.5% from three, a major improvement for him. He added 3.5 rebounds per game, 2.7 assists per game, 1.9 steals per game, 0.6 blocks per game. And that's just the start. Because those plays, those numbers, do not define Jalen Suggs. What defines Jalen Suggs are the plays that build to it. 
It's the big three at the big moment, which he's done his entire career. It's jumping, it's diving in to get a steal on Pascal Siakam in that game against the Toronto Raptors. I can tell you, I, I like my seats are, 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 at, at the home games are on the opposite side of the floor that happened. Jalen Suggs came in and deflected that pass, and I was just like, where did that dude come from? It's the effort and energy that Jalen puts into everything that he does. The passion that he plays with, where he, you know, was literally crying on, you know, it seems like crying on the sideline, despondent after missing the three to tie to, to beat the Los Angeles Lakers at, at the crypt at crypto.com arena. But then the joy that he feels in delivering a big win for this team, the joy that he feels, uh, leaving the floor and, and dancing and celebrating not just his victories, but his teammates' victories, because a lot of his plays are ones that don't show up in the stat sheet. We have these deflection stats to kind of help us a little bit. But that's not what Jalen Suggs is playing for. Jalen Suggs is playing for his teammates and playing to make his teammates better. This is who Jalen Suggs is. And that's who the Magic want to be. Again, the energy he gives off, the way that he plays just radiates out to everyone else. He makes this team better. Plain and simple, he makes this team better. He gets after it defensively. He 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 just this team is what it is, especially defensively, because of Jalen Suggs. And that's the exciting part. That's what still gets me going about him. That's why the Magic stuck with him through the early struggles in his career, through all the injuries. The guy leaves it all out on the floor for his teammates, for everyone around him, and he does not care about getting the glory. This is who the Magic want to be. They are, they are a by-committee team. Everybody contributes. And that's the kind of play that Jalen Suggs provides every single night. The Magic are one of the best defensive teams in the league because of the energy that Jalen Suggs brings and the disruption he brings from the jump every game. They could get zero points from him. He would still be the most valuable player on this team. Because he just continually makes plays for his teammates. Sacrifices himself for his teammates. That's who the Magic are. And that's why he's our first quarter MVP. Because at a time when you're establishing your foundations and establishing who you are, Jalen Suggs defines what it means to play Magic basketball. And lives it every day. The second quarter of the season, of course, well underway. We'll talk about some of the questions we have for the Orlando Magic coming up in the next 20 games or so. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us 
on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Player of the Week. We got a couple youngsters. We got a couple players uh, on this list, and I want to highlight a few. We just saw the Detroit Pistons are obviously going through the losing streak. Feels like Monty Williams is starting to change up his rotation a little bit. So definitely take a look at rookie Asar Thompson. If Thompson was dropped in your league because he struggled or, you know, the Pistons are the Pistons, go grab him because he's back in the starting lineup. And hopefully Monty Williams has realized his error and is going to let the rookie play a little bit. Now, when we saw him against the Magic, the Magic essentially ignored him at the three-point line. So there's a lot of open shots for Asar Thompson coming. But Asar Thompson is definitely still a very capable player, been one of the best rookies in the NBA this year. Another guy to keep an eye on is Dante Exum. Mavs are dealing with some injuries. Exum's looked like a solid add, and certainly after the big game that he had Tuesday against Los Angeles Lakers, you might need to grab him quicker than usual. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. If you're trying to fix your vehicle, if you need the right part for your vehicle, eBay Motors is the place for you. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fits only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. So we have moved out of the first quarter of the season. We, you know, we are starting in the second quarter of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about the challenge, especially with the schedule and establishing where the Magic sit in the pecking order in this next 20-game stretch for, stretch for the team through about mid-January. Um, we'll talk about that coming up in, in our next segment, but there is undoubtedly one question centering on the Magic throughout the next 20 games. One question that is going to define a lot of what we see and how this team develops. The fact of the matter is, as well as the Magic have played, they have done so without two starters. Wendell Carter and Marco Fultz have been out since early November. Marco Fultz played one game. He played the game in Mexico City, and then he was out with the left knee tendonitis. Wendell Carter broke a finger, broke a bone in his hand um, against Utah Jazz back in early November. The Magic have been without two key starters throughout this whole push, including the nine-game winning streak. And there's a very real question to ask of how do the Magic integrate these players back into the fold? Anthony Black and Goga Batadze have been have played admirably. There's there's no denying it. And, you know, I, I wrote a big thing on Anthony Black and how his defense has really stood out in, in, in the early part of his career. Um, he's been fantastic. But obviously, he's limited. Obviously, the, his shot is not anywhere near where it needs to be. His usage rate is below 15%, which is crazy low. 
He actually only gets 30 touches per game, according to NBA.com's hustle stats. He is not very involved, and, and Markel Fultz would be a big addition to the, to the lineup just to give them another guy who at least will look at the basket, at least theoretically. His early play was not so encouraging. Goga Batadze has been fantastic, though. He has been an excellent shot blocker, another four-block game on, on Monday against Cleveland. He's rebounded well. He's been a hard roller. He, he's been a good screener. He's done everything that the Magic could have asked for from more. He is, of course, very limited offensively, and teams do tend to ignore him sometimes on the offensive end and just bet that the Magic won't be able to swing the ball to him in time with the traps that they're throwing, especially at Palo and, and Franz. And, and that being the case, yes, the Magic will and will get a lot better and do need Wendell Carter and Marco Fultz back in the lineup. But also undoubtedly, those groups played well, they defended well, but the offense was definitely rough. And some of that has to do with Markel Fultz not being a great shooter. Some of that has to do with Jalen Suggs and Paolo Bancaro's early shooting struggles, Franz's early shooting struggles. It might be completely different this time. But yes, there is no doubt there are some concerns about jumbling up the chemistry and messing with a good thing. Now, I've been asking around a little bit at the Amway Center and, and, and among people uh, with the Magic and around the Magic trying to get a sense of when these two will come back. Um, Jamal Mosley has told us publicly that uh, Wendell Carter is doing some contact work with coaches. We've seen both Wendell Carter and Mark L. Fultz doing some pregame work on the court for the last few games. That is a very, very positive sign that they are inching closer to a return to the, to the lineup. So definitely, you know, take these things with grains of salt. We got into shoot around on Monday, both Wendell and Markel were wearing the green, the, the green goblin penny jerseys uh, for practices. That doesn't necessarily mean they got in with anybody, but that again, that if you want to divine such things, it is a good sign. And, and I have talked to a few sources and talked to a few people who seem to seem to believe that they are getting close, that they are getting closer and closer, that there is at least the potential that this is a big week for them to clear some hurdles. Will they? Will either of them be available Friday? Still too early to tell. The Magic had Tuesday had Tuesday off, um, but it does not feel outside the realm of possibility that they could play this weekend. And certainly next week feels feels a little bit more realistic for a return. So we, regardless of when it happens, and the Magic, as they always do, are going to slow play things. They're winning right now. They're successful. They don't have to rush these guys back because things are working. We are getting closer and closer to these players returning. And I, I imagine it's going to happen at about the same time with both. So we are getting closer to, to having a full roster once again. The question is, how do the Magic play and how do the Magic integrate these players without losing a step? And that's going to be the, one of the biggest challenges for Jamal Mosley and one of the biggest challenges for this team over the next 20 games is there's going to be an adjustment period. We're probably going to see the team struggle and maybe drop a few games. The Magic's bench is still their superpower. It's still going to be one of the things that helps them stay afloat and stay in these games. Um, but it's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be a change. It's going to be something different. And the Magic are going to have the Magic are going to have to get through a very tough portion of their schedule while also dealing with this adjustment. That's fine. That's what's supposed to happen. Good teams go through this. Good teams figure it out. That's what that's what you're supposed to do. So the question then becomes, how did the Magic handle it? 
How do the magic take that all important next step? How do the magic make sure that this part is a success? And obviously that is, that is the question that's going to define these next 20 games. Because, of course, Friday is the opening of trade season. And then we may talk a little bit more about trade needs and, and trade target and trade and which players might be on the trading block on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, but trade season opens Friday. The trade deadline is February 7th, I want to say. Or it's, it, you know, we know it's an early February. Uh, and there is going to be a lot to sort out. There's going to be a lot that this Magic team is going to have to consider. These next 20 games, the Magic have to integrate Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz so that they have a better idea of what needs they might have to address at the trade deadline, what needs they can save for the offseason, and begin to really evaluate this roster. Because at the end of the day, like we said throughout the offseason, just because the Magic are sitting pretty in second place, doesn't mean that the the goals of this season have really changed. It's still about understanding who this team is, what success looks like for this team, and finally, what does this team need to actually compete? They're actually competing now, but what does this team need to compete at a higher level? Those are the big questions for the Orlando Magic these next 20 games. And they can't answer those questions without first getting Wendell and Markel back on the floor. Bringing them back is essential. It's going to make this team better at the end of the day. It, it is. Like, I know how well the Magic are playing right now, but when, you know, Franz has said it on several podcasts at this point, both Pardon My Take as well as uh, the Hoopside podcast. Wendell Carter is very much the, the a defensive heartbeat for this team as well as Gogo Batadze has played. He is consistent. He is a leader. He's a voice that everyone on this team respects. They're going to be better with him on the floor. As much as Markel Fultz struggled with his shot early in the season, the Magic are going to be better with him on the floor. He is a much bigger threat to shoot and score than Anthony Black is. Plus, he's going to get the ball out of Paolo's hands a little bit more so that Paolo can get the ball in better scoring opportunity, in better scoring spots um, without having the defense being able to completely load on him while he's dribbling and bringing the ball up the floor. These guys need to be back on the floor. And the Magic need them pretty soon. Maybe not, I wouldn't say ASAP, but they need them both. And and how they respond and adjust to both is going to define this next quarter of the season. The Magic have already faced some of the challenges that they're going to face here in the second quarter of the season with the game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll go over where the Magic stand and what they're going to prove over the next 20 games coming up here in just a moment. But first... It's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Uh, look, it's a busy, busy time here in Central Florida. Bowl season starts on Saturday with the Cure Bowl. I'm very excited for Appalachian State to take on Miami of Ohio. I'm doing a little bit of research on that game since I'll be covering it uh, for the Associated Press. Um, and it's going to be a fun one. Appalachian State's passing attack is a lot of fun. Miami of Ohio was the best team in the was one of the best teams in the MAC all season long. It's going to be a fun, fun football game. And if you want tickets to the Cure Bowl or to any of the bowl games here in Central Florida, the Pro Bowls also the Pro Bowl games are also coming to Central Florida. Game time is your place to go. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. 
Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They got deals on tickets right up to the start event, and even an hour after it starts, it's really the place to find last-minute seats. They have flash deals, sponsor deals, zone deals, where you just pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less. Game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Just download that app, create an account, and use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, redeem code locked on NBA, L O C K E D O N NBA. For $20 off, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in LA, and Made Charles Barkley the first black president. Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Orlando Magic still have a lot to prove about themselves. Um, yeah, their their record is incredible right now. They're seventeen. They're sixteen and seven. I got their record wrong earlier. That's okay. Um, they're sixteen and seven right now. They've done really well, and they've beaten some good teams along the way. They beat Denver. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Celtics. They've beaten. Uh, uh, they've beaten Milwaukee. They've got some nice wins under their belt. Even during their nine game win streak, was and a little bit of a soft part of the schedule. Six-game homestand that they swept through, which is not easy to do. The Magic have done some really, really, really good work. And they have a lot that they should be proud of and a strong foundation that they have built. But these next 20 games are going to be a challenge. A huge challenge. The second quarter of the season through game 41 features, by my count, and I'm just scanning through it, just one team that did not make the play-in tournament last year. Just one. And that's December 26th, the day after Christmas, at Washington. The schedule over the next 20 games, uh, the second quarter of the season, is extremely difficult. And does actually, and, 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 and just after the second quarter of the season on January 26th, they'll get the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant. It starts, obviously, this weekend with two games against Boston, Friday and Sunday at Boston. They play Miami at home on Wednesday, December 20th, next Wednesday. 
They're at Milwaukee, at Indiana, at Washington over the holidays. You get to come home for the reward of Philadelphia and New York. Then you go out west to play Phoenix, Golden State, Sacramento, Denver, all four playoff teams, very good teams. You come home to play Atlanta and Minnesota. We saw what Atlanta did to, did to Orlando and Mexico City. Minnesota's the best defense in the league. Then you go to Miami, to Oklahoma City, to New York, to Atlanta for a tough four-game road trip to get you to the midpoint of the season. And then Philadelphia, Miami, and Cleveland are waiting for you when you get home. Again, in that stretch, Orlando plays only one team that did not make at least a play-in tournament last year. And even just looking at this year's standings, the Wizards are the only team that is really struggling. You know, maybe Atlanta is struck. You know, I think Atlanta is going through some rough, a rough spot right now. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a challenging schedule. In fact, the schedule does not really begin to lighten up until early February um, and around the All Star break. Leading into the All Star break, the Magic schedule is February eighth versus San Antonio, February tenth versus Chicago, February thirteenth versus Oklahoma City, February fourteenth versus New York. San Antonio is one of the worst teams in the league right now. You know, they've got a 17-18 game losing streak. Chicago might have traded off all their players by the time they that they face them uh, at, at that stage. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder games obviously gonna be the biggest one of the biggest games of the year, the national TV game on TNT. And then the last game for the All-Star Break is always kind of a crapshoot uh, against New York. And then you come out of the All-Star Break on the road for three against Cleveland, Detroit, Atlanta. Um, as we've all noted, as we've all kind of been preparing for and speaking about since the schedule came out, the Magic schedule after the All-Star break is notably easier. Um, the Magic do have one of the, the, e the easiest, at least by opponent record, schedules after the All-Star break. So it's always been about just kind of surviving this next quarter of the season especially. Look, that's all a challenge. It's a huge challenge. But this team has been up to the challenge all year long. They have not been afraid. They've not backed down. They've proven themselves capable of winning these kinds of games. They're actually 500. Uh, actually, now 6-5, and five, I believe, against teams with records better than 500. They've only got one loss to teams with, a rec with records worse than 500. And I think that's to Atlanta. Um, this, is a, this is a Magic team that's very capable of handling this gauntlet. And, and just really even keeping their head above water. To be... Eight, nine games over 500. The Magic have built themselves a cushion here. They've built themselves a strong base to stand on. They're not looking to make up ground like we thought they might be in the latter part of the season. The Magic built, the Magic navigated a difficult start to the schedule. They took care of the soft spots they needed to take care of. And now they're in the gauntlet. Now they're in the tough part of the, the schedule. Now they're in the tough part of the season. These next 15, 20 games are going to be difficult. But this team has proven to us that they're capable of handling it. And that's really what the challenge is for this team. Y'all got off to a great start. Y'all showed us that you are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Prove it again. Prove it every night. Prove it with teams gunning for you. Prove it on a long road trip. Prove it every single night. This is a Magic team that's now going to every game knowing that they can win. Not thinking they can win. Knowing they can win. And knowing that it's up to them and their play to determine if they win. And that's going to be a big test of this team's maturity over the next 20 games. About whether they can weather this storm. Whether they can handle the pressure that comes day in and day out. 
handle the ups and downs and, and the losing streak that, yes, is going to come at some point. It's whether they can maintain and be consistent through it all. Not let a loss get them down, especially. That's going to happen, guys. This team has proven that they can handle it. This team has proven that they can do it. And we're going to get to January 14th. We're going to get to mid-January at the midpoint of the season. And I think we're going to say, this team feels very real. This team feels very capable of doing something very special. And maybe they're not second in the East when we get there. Maybe they're dropped down to third or fourth. But we'll know this team can handle it and handle things the rest of the way. And we'll have to change completely how we talk about them at that point. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Such a tune in Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them selling podcasts to your podcast enable listening device relates to the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. You can go to patreon.com slash Hub. I have a new playbook video up there breaking down how Paolo Bancaro dealt with size against the Cleveland Cavaliers on Monday. You get that exclusively on my Patreon page for subscribers. Check it out today. But that's good to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.